It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Team Selection Podcast on the AFR Writings Network. My name is Pete. I'll go by the name of AFR Writings Pete on Twitter. Lock to welcome in co-host and seven purse Ryan Daniels. G'day, Rhino. G'day, Pete. How are we doing? All good. Notable players to discuss in round 19. So let's get into it. Essendon and the Bulldogs on Friday night. So Phillips returns. Brian holds for now, but keep an eye on late changes uh, with Brad Scott taking advantage of the full 26-player squad. Yeah, the Scott brothers love a late change, don't they? Like, they take all the advantages of it. Obviously, Brad used to work in the football department at the AFL, so he's got all the tricks up his sleeve. Um, Yeah, and Brian was pretty good last week, but with Phillips in the team, they do both play. I mean, they're both kind of marginalised a little bit, aren't they? Um, So it'd be interesting to see if they do pull a late change. On to the Bulldogs here. So Bailey Smith returns. Buku Kamas into the selected squad ahead of Rory Lobb, which was interesting. And uh, Kamas could actually see some ruck time uh, to back up Team English here. Yeah, clearly they want Lobb to go back to the VFL and play there because, um, you know, they brought Kamas back. They also brought Josh Bruce back. And um, obviously he'll probably play down back, but he can also swing forward. Um, so they, they've decided to note Rory needs some time in the twos, and that can be pretty significant. Carlos is an interesting talent. He came in, I think it was last year, and he played a couple of interesting games. He had some moments. He's got some athleticism and a um, bit of a sort of wild card out there, a little bit for the dogs when he did play uh, before sort of fading after a few games. So it'll be interesting to see how that mix um, mix works tomorrow night. Uh, Richmond Hawthorne to wrap up two in one hit here. So Mansell returns for the Tigers, and for the Hawks, Seamus Mitchell in while Lloyd Meek out of the 22. Yeah, pretty pedestrian changes there from a fantasy perspective. None of those guys will really have much to say about anything. I suppose Meek coming out means uh, Reeves just gets to go completely solo again, which is good for his development. Um, and Mitchell's been great. Like, I think for Classic, he made a lot of people a lot of money. And for Draft, he's kind of been a sneaky good pickup as well. So, uh, But yeah, pretty, pretty low-key on the fantasy stuff there for that game. On to Carlton, West Coast here. So Patrick Cripps out, Mackay out, Chera all out. Uh, Paddy Dow should see some uh, decent midfield usage. Uh, I wonder if Simo runs a tag on Sam Walsh. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he does. They don't typically do too much tagging. Sometimes when Xavier O'Neill is in the team, he has a bit of a run with role. He's not playing, he's, unless he plays as the sub. Um, he, he's not in the starting team. So, I mean, it could happen. I mean, it, it is interesting. Like, if Carlton are resting these guys, um, and I'm not suggesting they are, but if that is what they're doing, with Chera and Cripps in particular, obviously Mackay is injured, um, it's a risky move because the West Coast aren't going to beat them. They're, they're not beating anyone at the moment. But you also got to think about the percentage and that sort of stuff. Everyone else is getting a, had a bit of a free kick against West Coast this year, you're going to need those percentage points come finals time, particularly if it's Carlton trying to sort of crash that pack of top eight teams. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting move. Um, for West Coast, don't McGovern, uh, no Jidby. Um, the, the the only sort of major um, change in that team was Petrocelli and then Gaff getting a full game. 
Um, Gas, Gas a sneaky one for draft leagues. Uh, he was dropped in a lot of leagues, including one that I was in. And uh, he can rack them up. He put up 88 last week in sort of three and a half quarters. It, 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 there's every chance he finishes the year pretty strong. Like, and I'm not saying 120 gaps, but I'm, I'm talking 90s. Um, he's an interesting prospect going into the last part of the season. On to Brisbane and Geelong here. So Josh Dunkley does return uh, along with Archie, while Zach Bailey out with a calf concern and Jared Lyons omitted. So some chance Lockie Neal does get a tag on Saturday from the Cats. Yeah, he absolutely could. Um, and, like, I mean, Dunkley back sort of helps their midfield. Gets back to their sort of A-class midfield with McCluggage and Dunkley and Neal and Ashcroft in there as well. I think Robertson, Devin Robertson got dropped as well. Bailey missing with a calf, as you said. With Bailey missing, it'll be interesting to see how they sort of fix that forward space. Does Archie play forward? Do they stick somebody else down there on a more permanent basis? Um, and as you said, the Neil tag would be an interesting one to watch. But Dunkley back in. The interesting thing with Dunkley is he's so expensive. Everybody traded him. Uh, it'd be a bit of a luxury to be able to bring him back, wouldn't it? Yeah, but coming off a calf injury, I'm not too sure you really want to go there after missing a couple of weeks. So... Yeah, it's just yeah, it's a coin flip, and you you got to expect uh, little to no ownership, even still, especially that expensive uh, price tag there. I would say so there. So for Geelong, uh, no change there. So onto Fremantle at Sydney. So Young, Sarong, uh, Corbett, Frederick, in while Walker, uh, Aish, Darcy, and Banfield all out. Yeah, big changes for Fremantle. All those guys were injured. The big one, I suppose, is Sean Darcy. They were sort of looking at ways that they could extend or let him finish the season. I think it's now pretty likely that he won't. He might need surgery, big Sean Darcy. He's definitely going to miss the next two, and I think he'll probably miss the rest of the year now. That's the most likely scenario, um, which is pretty flattening for Fremantle. Good if you're a Luke Jackson owner, and he's going to get plenty of reps in the ruck to finish the season. Um, he touched on Sarong and Young both back there. Sarong will be fresh as a daisy. He probably could have probably would have liked the week off. In fact, he's had a pretty big year and a pretty bruising year. Mm. Whereas Hayden Young is coming back from that ankle. Uh, the Young injury is interesting because he was listed as one to three weeks. They were going to monitor it and they'd come back after one. Um, so maybe it's all fine. It's all good. Um, there's also a chance that he's not 100% and they just need him out there. So just be wary if you were thinking about using Hayden Young in any format. On to Sydney here. So Jake Lord returns along with Chad Warner while Corey Warner out of the team along with Malikan. Yeah, Sydney nearing full strength, really. I mean, McCartan can't play, obviously, um, but otherwise they pretty much got all their big guns in there. Warner will be the interesting one because he changes that midfield dynamic. Um, him, obviously, he's a guy that you want in the CBAs. What does that do to guys like Rowbottom, to Goulden? I suppose Sheldrick's come out of there and he was doing a bit, uh, but it does change the mix. What does it impact look like for Callum Mills? who hasn't quite been able to fire since he came back, and we all kind of jumped on. So that, that's going to be uh, one to watch, I would say. How does Warner impact the other Swans? On to Port Adelaide and Collingwood. So just Collingwood, just Darcy Cameron's notable in there. And for Port Adelaide, Mackenzie, Rioli, Dixon, Horn, Francis, Evans, Burton in, while Jonas, Burgoyne, Lord, Williams, Mead, and Darcy Byrne-Jones out there as well. So multiple changes there for the, for the power. Yeah, Port Adelaide, uh, look, whether or not they were sort of resting guys last week or whatever they were doing in anticipation of what is a really massive three weeks, I think they've got, um, obviously, Collingwood, which is a big game. They've got the showdown, which should be massive. Then they've got Geelong in Geelong, which is huge. Yeah. So that, they brought all those big guys back. Um, 
from a fantasy perspective, I suppose, you know, Horn Francis is probably in a few draft leagues. He's ready to go. Zach Butter's named in that team, um, but he'll probably be a watch, right? He'll be keeping an eye on those teams as they come out late yeah. um, just to make sure he is out there. And is he underdone anyway? Um, you know, the adductor to get it scanned, to miss a fair bit of that last quarter, it's a bit risky. Um, if you, you definitely wouldn't be bringing him in, put it that way. And if you you got a luxury trade up your sleeve, it might be time to move on, I would have thought. Yeah, uh, good ideas there, that's for sure. So Sunday, uh, no extended squads only, and so the outs. So if you're any out, going to get some full game minutes in the VFL uh, for Gold Coast there. So Melbourne, uh, Petty and Spargo out for the Crows. Uh, Lockie Scholl, uh, Michelle's suspension. Roy Laird, the interesting one, shoulder out now, and McLaney managed there. And also for St Kilda, Paris out after a debut. Uh, North Melbourne, Zerha, Wardlaw, Cullen Coleman, Jones, out and a watch areas for Goldstein uh, to be in that 22 uh, to play uh, some sort of ruck role uh, with uh, Callum Colin Jones out of that team. Yeah, I saw the North Melbourne team's fascinating because obviously Zebel's named on the bench as well again. He's been really good coming on as a sub, still scoring really well. Um, mm. And I'm not sure if anyone's still holding him. And I know there's obviously a lot of people relying on him in drafts. It's going to be an interesting finish to the season. Like I'll probably focus on him now. Um, I'm looking at it going, this, this is probably his last year, right? And you've got to figure out, are they going to give him a farewell game? Is he going to peter out his career as being the sub? I had a look at it. His last game of the season for North Melbourne is in Tassie. Now, would you want to play your last game in the, of your career in Tassie, assuming this is it for Jack Siebel? Maybe not. The game before that is against Richmond at Marvel. That, that would be the one I would circle if I was him. And I'm not saying he's retiring. I'm just saying... From a fantasy perspective, that could be a day out for a Jack Siebel if it were his last game for the Kangaroos. Mm. So I, I'm sort of looking in those directions for Siebel in terms of draft spaces and thinking, if you've got him, it's probably where the holding just for that one big game if you can stash him for those last couple. Yeah, especially uh, playing half-back or in that defence, he's likely to rack up huge numbers. And the impact there as well for Harry Sheasel, if that's the case there as well, uh, they actually might hit up a bit of a combo on that day. So that'll be really interesting to watch. Uh, good thought process there, that's for sure. Well, Ryan, uh, where can the listeners find you this week? Uh, usual spots, mate. Um, Footy Rhino on uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm calling the Dockers Swans game, which will probably only be listened to by Dockers fans, Swan fans, and crazy fantasy fans, because everyone else will be watching and listening to Port Adelaide Collingwood, absolutely no doubt. But that's where I'll be on Saturday night. Uh, you can catch me at AFL Ratings Speed on Twitter, aflratings.com.au. For plenty of fantasy information, AFL Ratings Twitter accounts and associated Twitter accounts there as well. All right, until team selection next week, have a great weekend and good luck for the listeners in round 19. Thanks, Pete. You too.